in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Friday, August 25th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you once again from the remote, remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here at the Kentucky State Fair. Uh, happy Friday to you out here at the fair. We'll be here from 3 to 5 today on 1450 AM, 961 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it's better as the Big X. And reminding you once again, if you're looking for a competitive advantage in today's data-driven world, earn your master's in business analytics from the University of Louisville in just 12 months. No previous coding experience required. Thank goodness for Trevor Kelsey. Delve into the world of analytics and data visualization, learning essential tools like R, Python, Power BI, machine learning, and more. Now available both online and in person. To get started or learn more, visit business.louisville.edu backslash MSBA today. Again, Kentucky State Fair, we're over here by Pillar C15 in the South Wing. If you're in the South Wing, look at those gigantic concrete blocks. Look at the little number on top of them. If you see C15, you're close to us and stop by the, the Word Media tent here. We'll be here for a couple of hours. Patrick Ryan is with me. Trevor Kelsey is back in Jeffersonville, Indiana. TK, are we sounding okay? Is everything, everything good here? Yeah, sound good. You're very faint in my ear. Oh, I'm faint. Very faint. Well, I will That's speak okay. loudly. There we clearly. go. Now, now you're much better. So everyone, now, now you're good to go. You and everyone in the, the beautiful fairgrounds can hear me. One of the uh, today's uh, last weekday, right? And it ends on Sunday, correct? The fair. I believe that's correct. So I, I don't know if people can actually hear you that are walking around here. I don't know if that's. Well, let, let me on? yell louder. No, that's not, that's not the solution <laughs> to our problems. Uh, but Trevor Kelsey is in Jeffersonville, getting ready for another jam-packed night of high school football here on the the Big X and our family of networks. Patrick Ryan is here. He uh, is wrapping up what. First full, second full week of school? First full week. First full week of school at UofL. It's done now. It's been so long since Tuesday. I couldn't remember when that show was. How'd it go? No Friday classes, right? No Friday classes. God, what a good feeling. Beauty. What a time to be alive. How was the first week? Are you ready to drop out yet? Not quite ready to drop out, now. He's good to go. He's good to go. We want to hear from you today on the Thornton's text line. Text us at 502-414-1450. A reminder, Thornton's bringing you the best deals all summer long. All you have to do to take advantage is download that Refreshing Rewards app, becoming a Refreshing Rewards member, 
and you're going to save money at the pump. You're going to save money inside anytime you stop into one of the area's 34,762 area Thornton's locations. There's that many of them for a reason. Take advantage of their great deals and then text us at 502-414-1450. Looks like no Facebook video today. That's fine. Uh, the, the Facebook video was, it looked good. I, I, I enjoyed the visual, but you can't hear Trevor and Trevor enjoys talking. This is the, your first time listening to the show. And so it's kind of an odd visual of me talking and then Trevor talking, but nobody being able to hear it. So just like me sitting here looking Except awkwardly. for the one day that Trevor had an echo over the air, but not an echo on the Facebook broadcast. Which made it weird, too, because we were, we were getting him to say things that would echo and it was, it was very funny i still need to listen to that podcast but when you're watching the facebook video he's just talking normally so it's it d- defeats the entire purpose uh but tk how are you my friend how, how was your thursday night how has your friday been thus far one week until jeff brom era kicks off at louisville very excited we are one week away from the brom bombers coming through the, through the sky dropping it on the opponent i cannot wait uh very anticipated that uh, thursday night was yeah, it was kind of slow. Staying to the bats game. Bats got got to come behind. Come from behind victory. So good night for them. Uh, it was five hundred two circle nights. So some of the card players were out there. Mike James got the first pitch. I didn't hear anything embarrassing about it. So that's a good thing. Um, other than that, it was pretty much uh, your basic night. Went home, watched Goonies, and fell asleep. Yeah, I did not make fun of you yesterday, and I should have. You should you have. Ended, you ended Wednesday's show with, like, real quick note on the Bats game tonight. If you want to make it out to the stadium, some UofL players are going to be there. Scott Clark's going to be there, some others. And then during the broadcast, Nick quickly announces that it was Thursday night that that, that, that was going to happen. And then we didn't even mention it yesterday. So no. that's, a, that's a ball dropping on our end. Well, I was trying to get as many people out there to every game the Bats have. <laughs> I was just trying to, support, trying to get some support from my man Nick and, and, and Jim Kelch out there. They, He's they, a savvy they, marketer, folks. They did, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pushing. You know me. I'm the pusher man when it comes to the bats. That's what they call you. That, that's that, that's, that, that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> how was your Thursday night? Did you watch Suicide Kings yet? Is our is our football season safe? No, I didn't watch Suicide Kings. I'm not watching it until I get a little bit of break. It's things are things are hectic right now. I don't have time to watch Suicide Kings. We'll get yeah, there you could before. Have not the Reds play. That would have been okay. Ugh. I don't want to talk about it. I'm still. I couldn't sleep last night because of Alex Young. Uh, I, I'm assuming you've already called Trey Mancini up after his two home run night last night and his debut for I, the bats. I mean, he'll be batting fourth for us this weekend, probably. You, you laugh and you sent me. I sent you that text. You texted that to me, and I jokingly after a second I was like, "He'll be there this weekend." Right after I sent you that text, Jim Kelch just started making the same joke. He's like, "You know, they do have a spot at first base open with Votto going on IR." I mean, we're, we're, you know, if you get called up the Reds and you're playing your first game as a starter, they'll throw you in there at, at, at the fifth spot. Jim and Nick were like, well, how long do you think it would take him to get on a plane and fly out to Arizona by tonight? I also choose to blame you for what happened last night with your nobody talks about Corbin Carroll. He's an underrated oh, he, player. He had a great game. <laughs> I was like, everybody talks about Corbin Carroll all the time. It's all I hear of. And, of course, he gets the home run, and all the Diamondbacks fans go nuts because there was, there was this that. big feud between D-backs and Reds fans back in the summer when it looked like Ellie De La Cruz had a chance to be Rookie of the Year, and you know the Corbin Carroll madness was dying down a little bit, and now Reds fans have been saying it should be Matt McClain. And so, of course, uh, Ellie goes 0 for 4 last night. Yeah. McClain has a bad night as well, and Corbin Carroll is the hero with the, the two-run home run in the eighth. Uh, it was broke my heart and of course last night the, the kind of big news on my part not you you don't know him as well but it was uh, kind of a blow to me and, and any wrestling fan was the unfortunate announcement yeah. of the passing of uh 
Bray Wyatt, uh, Wyndham Rotundo, his real name. Uh, a lot of people, you, you probably knew his dad, IRS, Mike Rotundo. You probably remembered him from back in the day. And his brother, of course, his brother, uh, Bo Dallas, who does wrestling WWE as well. Uh, just 36 years old. One of the more popular wrestlers over the last few years. Uh, great gimmick. He had this kind of uh, Cape Fear kind of uh, cult leader thing going and did a great job with it. And unfortunately now, of his, of his trio, two have passed unexpectedly in the last two years. Brody Lee two years ago and now Bray Wyatt this year. Uh, from reports from Sean Sapros, who's based out of Lexington, uh, it's, it looks like it was a heart attack, unfortunately. Yeah, I saw I saw that, and he said, based on the family, like he'd had some heart issues this year, yeah, and then yeah. got COVID, which exacerbated it. And as someone who's been through something similar, that's was was a little scary to read, but um, very sad news. I did talk to my, my friends who are like you, who are obsessed with wrestling, and they were blown away and very upset about it. It sounds like he was uh, super super popular kid, and thirty six is way too young. I mean, WWE screwed up his storylines every time, but no matter how much they'd screwed up, he'd make. You know, chicken bleep and a chicken salad, and, and would get over again. And he had he had to, he was hugely over when he was last there, and had to leave. And he's been gone. I think I, I want to say since WrestleMania of last year, maybe oh, Royal Rumble. I think was his last appearance. So January. Uh, so he yeah, it's but he was he was he was in and out, and yeah, it's it's very very sad news. It, as a wrestling fan, you kind of expect to see you know your Terry Funk news when right. wrestlers pass, even in the '60s or in their '70s, and it's sad, but. When, when you see a wrestler pass in his 30s like he did, and like we went through a lot in the 90s, uh, but with him and like Brody Lee I mentioned earlier, it's that, that's when it just you don't, you don't expect it, and it's, it's really kind of hard to believe. Now, is IRS, he, he's still with us, correct? He is. He and, and Bo Dallas, is, which is Wyndham, Wyndham, who is named after his, his, uh, his uncle, Barry Wyndham, uh, he, uh, he's, he's still with us as well. So, yeah, uh, Bray was on. He was married to uh, Jose Offerman's daughter. Jojo Offerman. You, you told me that, and I thought that was really interesting, and I passed that information ar- along to like one of our text groups, and Danny, who did the podcast with, was like, there were two or three straight years where I think Jose Offerman led the MLB in error, so I was like, this is not appropriate, Danny. This, this is not the time or the place for that text. Neither here nor there. Show some respect. Jojo, but, actually, when I went to a house show, I sat, I sat ringside, uh, and she was the ring announcer, and she sat right in front of me. She is as tiny as tiny can be. Like she, I mean, I don't think she could see over the ring bear, like the the ringside uh, fencing, without like standing on heels. Really, which is crazy because because Bray was a big guy like me. He was kind of he's not as big as me, but he's he's pretty good sized dude. But uh, yeah, they were. She doesn't do much in WWE as often, but they had two daughters together, and, and yeah, it's, it's a sad thing. Well, today in much more positive news, it, it does positive. feel like yeah, it does feel like another one of those mile marker days of the off season. Football's back. Uh, I don't know if you've heard me say that. It, it's absolutely back. Football's definitely back today. One week away. It, it, it's fun to imagine what we're going to be doing a week from now. We'll be out there at Elk Run, counting down the hours, not the days anymore, until the Jeff Brahma era kicks off in Atlanta against Georgia Tech. Uh, we've got a taste of football this weekend, which is exciting. We've got you know week zero action in college football. Notre Dame Navy should be fun for at least a half. We'll see if Sam Hartman can uh, bring the Wake Forest magic over to South Bend, over to Ireland for that game. USC will be in action as Caleb Williams looks to become the first uh, two-time Heisman Trophy winner since Archie Griffin back in 74-75, and the second ever to do that. That'll be fun. There's a couple other games of interest. And it's just college football. Who cares who's playing? we got high school football back in action tonight. The most recent tweet on my timeline actually 
is that kickoff for the Wagner versus Iroquois game has been pushed back to 8.05 this evening, and there is a watch live link. You can watch this game live tonight, Trev. Oh, good Lord. I don't know if I'm I mean, it's like, is that like watching Faces of Death? I mean, is this just like, Stop. do you really want to do that? <laughs> Stop. Now, uh, they're playing Iroquois. I, I want to say this, too, also. Uh, I just I just realized, learned that the uh, St. X game has been pushed back to 8 o'clock kickoff as well in our airwaves, 7.35 pregame. Okay. And I, I know at Trinity, their game against Frederick Douglass, I think, is 8 or 8.30. It's, yeah. they, they push back all these games, which is better than I thought earlier in the week with how hot it was going to be today and Good Lord, it is very, very hot. I thought some of these games might have to be canceled, but it doesn't look like as of yet we've had any cancellations for tonight. So I think some games have been pushed to Saturday. The kickoffs have been pushed back. But it's another big week. It's, it sounds like they're going to get these games in, and hopefully they can do so and, and do so safely because it's uh, it, it, it's gross out there, TK. I don't know how your five-second walk from the parking lot to the Big X Studios was, Ooh. but mine into the State Fair was, was pretty brutal here. I mean, i got to go up two steps here. I mean, it's, 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 it's rough. Um, I did. Unfortunately, though, I did leave my drone here last night. I forgot to bring it with me. So, did I you assemble it? I have not assembled it yet, but oh. I'm feeling like I've got some time to kill tonight. Uh, I got a late, late, late say next game start. I got some time between. I'm th- I think I might just set it up tonight. Were you just that into the bats game last night that you couldn't get it done during the bats? Kinda, yeah. That and okay. I started playing Madden on the PS5. Well, there's <laughs> there's that. All right, priorities, my friend. You, you as a as a father should understand priorities. You're right. I should. <laughs> yeah. Come um, on. let's set the line real quick. I'm trying to look at what Iroquois did last week, but we're on the, oh. the hot spot out here. Probably so better Iro- than what we did. <laughs> uh, Iroquois lost to Jaytown last week, forty six to nothing. Okay, so they only gave up forty six points. That means their defense is going to shut us down. I don't know. I mean, I, this is looking did, did, like. Can I wish? Can, can we look up what they did? What Iroquois and Wagner did last year, though. Uh, I, I'm looking up their last year's results right now. So Iroquois won one game last year against Wagner. No, they didn't play Wagner last oh, year. Oh, okay. I figured they would have, but okay. They beat Shawnee in the regular season finale. But this is a an Iroquois team that has struggled in recent years. They struggled last year. They're off to a bad start this year. I don't know. This could be the one, TK. I think we're gonna. Th- if okay. nothing else, this is going to give us a very solid indication of what to expect for the rest of the year. Because if they if they lose handily to this Iroquois team, I don't think there's much hope. But I'm setting the line at so I'm interested in Iroquois by seven and a half. You're taking Iroquois minus seven and a half. Yes, that's the line. Uh, I don't know what their mascot is. I assume it's something Native American. I don't know why they're the Raiders. That nah, was way off on that one. Well, I guess you could. Yes, not even close. I don't know. It depends. I mean, uh, which way you look at it. But yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Iroquois minus seven and a half tonight. Okay, you you, you you're betting against your team. <laughs> well, I'm That's already like I'm already eighty bucks in the hole from last year. I need to I need to, need to turn it around somehow. <laughs> at least eighty bucks in the hole. At least eighty in the hole. I love glancing at the text line and the the Jim Ursay guy is already back at it. With he's you. so mad at me already. Said why? I mean, and the fan thing is he's def- he, he'll defend his team, which is fine. But is he really going to blame Ur- – is, is, is he giving me anything to, to, to defend Ursay? Well, he says, I'm ready for TK to blame Jim Ursay for Anthony Richardson's Fly Eagles Fly celebration last night. 27-13, cry, Eagles uh, cry. Yes, that, that, that's the true Colts fan I want to see, the one that's bragging about the Week 3 preseason win. You know, the Eagles went 0-3 in last year's preseason. How, 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 I don't know what the Colts did in the preseason, but I know how we finished our season in the Super Bowl. Where were you? 
I didn't realize Anthony Richardson did like mock the Eagles. Uh, he probably did. Yeah, it's it's fine. I, I honestly I have barely paid a little attention to the preseason because Nick Sirianni doesn't really care. I think much much about the preseason, so why should I? But uh, yeah, I'm you're gl- fuming. You're I'm fuming. Gl- Be honest. About I'm it. glad you're your defensive say is a week three play, uh, preseason win. That you're right. I'm sorry. That takes away all the bad stuff he's ever done in the last thirty years. I think you're genuinely upset about this. This is the match that you've gotten on the show in a long time. I want to beat the Colts so bad right now. Did he play the Colts this year? Uh, no, we beat them last year though. They they were oh. beating us comfortably for a while, and then uh, we fought, we came back and scored a touchdown on them with like two minutes left to win the game. Are you ready for some exciting news that's going to get you excited for the, the weeks to come here? I, I mean, the fact that we're only seven days away from the Braun Bombers, is, is, I don't know how you can get me more excited than that, but go ahead, try. Because we're just four days away from the debut of the Jeff Brom Radio Show. It's going to happen Tuesday, August 29th, as the first of 12 shows throughout the UofL football season. Paul Rogers will be the host for all uh, Jeff Brom Radio Shows this season. Yeah. They'll air from 7 to 8 every single Tuesday on uh, our sister station, 970 WGTK, when there's not conflicts. They're going to go down at the Roosters in Fern Creek. That's 5338 Barstown Road. There will be two additional shows at private locations. But the, My the, house the, the is first one show, it, maybe the first one, the, the first show next Tuesday is going to be a private show. The first one at the Roosters will be Tuesday, September 5th. But keep an ear out for that. Four days from now, we're going to get the first Jeff Brom radio show of 2023 and you'll Ooh. be able to hear it on our sister station 970 WGTK the fun's about to start this is all great I've said it before and I'll say it again once you get to that first game stuff just starts happening so quickly you got other sports going you'll have the NFL the week after that yeah. you'll start getting basketball news I mean you know we, we, we were so excited when we got to that countdown for 100 days away from the start of the football season we're already 100 days away from the start of the college basketball season so well, you know, that, aren't we yeah, it, it's just you know that, I think that was a couple of weeks ago that we were we hit the 100 day mark. So, you know, once the ball gets rolling, it doesn't stop for a long time and really doesn't slow down until you get to the end of the NCAA tournament in early April. Which you know, Kenny Payne and company cutting down some nuts this year. It we'll is be, a perfect time to distract us while your Reds and my Blue Jays fade it out of the playoff race. We're still just a half game back. That's we should cute. be You're hanging on. That's so adorable. Should be a game and a half up. Hey, I mean, we <laughs> lost for the first time in four games last night, and it was three to two. They can ba- they need to bounce back. We have three games left against the D-backs, and then three games against the Giants, and then four games against the Cubs. This ten-game stretch ahead of us will just decide Ooh. whether or not that this is going to happen or not. Because these Cubs are the three teams that you're in direct conflict with. Yep, that Cubs a big series. And the Reds, you know, we have these weird tiebreaker rules this year. The Reds need just to win one of these three against the D-backs to secure the season series and have the tiebreaker with Arizona. They need two out of four against the Cubs to have the tiebreaker with them. So these are important games for a, a myriad of reasons, and that's why last night hurt so much. Stop walking the leadoff guy. Every time Alex Young comes in, he walks the leadoff man. It drives me absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. But what are you going to do? Patrick, uh, where's your focus? It on purpose just to piss you off. I think that's exactly what's happening. Patrick, where's your excitement level here a week away from the the Jeff Brom debut? And what's your we'll, – we'll do confidence level with TK on Monday. But right now for you, top confidence level with Georgia Tech as the cards are still, according to more, most sports books, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite for the season opener. I don't know. It's getting to a almost surreal level of excitement. Surreal level? Like – I can't believe it's real. I can't believe Jeff Brom's about to be the head coach of the Louisville Cardinals here in Your a week. Your longtime neighbor leading long-time the cards neighbor. out of the tunnel. 
It's a moment you've been dreaming of your entire life. And Wanted it's finally, it so bad for so long, It's man. almost here. It's almost here. Uh, I, I've got a question for both of you, too. Uh, you know, I think that this... It's a different type of season opener than we've become used to. I, I feel like for the last 10, 15 years, we've swayed on one of two ends uh, of the extreme. You've had games against like you know Charlotte or Murray State where you've had your FCS game. And then when it hasn't been one of those teams, it's been somebody very good. Now, last year was kind of the exception with Syracuse. We thought we were vastly superior but you know, you've had the, the games against Alabama the games against Notre Dame the game against Auburn the game against Ole Miss so you've either had this blockbuster season opener where there's a lot of eyes on you but you are a decided underdog or you've had a game where you've been a, a healthy favorite now last year we were a healthy favorite against Syracuse and it didn't work out well Louisville I don't mean not really a healthy favorite in this game it's a conference game where Louisville is predicted to win but a lot of people think that this could be one of the more competitive games the first weekend with the Kentucky rivalry coming back to week one not being an option. We're taking that off the table. What type of week one season opener do you guys prefer? Do you like the blockbuster game with all the eyes? Do you like the, you know, the, the, the kind of toss-up winnable game? Or do you like the just patsy, let's get our feet underneath us and get ready for the rest of the year first game? I'll let Patrick go first. If I had to pick one to be like, this is our game Every year, forever, it'd probably be the Patsy. Okay. But I'd, I'd definitely like to shake it up from that every few years. Trevor? Uh, I kind of agree with the shake it up thing, but, I mean, I think, like, with this year is the perfect combination of spotlight and not the, you know, superior what would be considered a superior team. I mean, this is kind of having our cake and eat it, too, if you ask me. This is – I was going to say the same thing. I, this is kind of my – again, without UK being an option because I think – I'm among that group that would love to see UK go back to being the, the first game of the season. This is kind of my ideal season opener. I do. I err more on the side of if we're talking about the extremes, the Patsy, than I do the super, you know, your two touchdown underdog against Alabama type game. But if you can split the difference, and I think that's what this is, I'm all for that because this is a game that Louisville should win. It's a game where you're not going to make a gigantic national splash if you beat Georgia Tech by 14, but you'll feel good about it. You'll feel better than you would if you'd beaten Eastern Kentucky by 35. Well, you, and so I was gonna and say, it's a conference game. Yeah, I was going to say the big thing is, is if you beat Eastern Kentucky in this type of spotlight, I mean, you'll get a blurb on, on, on your highlights, but you beat, you beat Georgia Tech in this game, you're probably going to get a nice little uh, spotlight on the Scott Van Pelt Sports Center that night. And that's, a, I mean, to the kids, I think that's a big thing, right? It is. I mean, this is the if, if you're looking at games in the ACC in Week One, you've got Florida State playing LSU, which is the only game between two top twenty-five teams. Besides that, Louisville's kind of right there in that next group as as far as the games that I think most people are going to be paying uh, attention to. And you've got the Friday night spotlight. It, there's no real competition there besides high school football. You'll have a lot of national eyes on the game. I think you know, I reserve the right to retract the statement if we somehow lose. But I think that going into the Jeff, this is kind of like the perfect setup. It's a nice little, you're not just dipping a toe, but you're getting your feet fully wet without jumping completely into the pool. Um, You should hopefully take care of business. And if you do, it's going to resonate a little bit more than beating an FCS team or beating Charlotte or beating whoever would. And if you, you know, we just felt so deflated after these week one disappointments the last few years. The one exception has probably been the first Satterfield game against Notre Dame, where they, you know, Notre Dame righted the ship in the second half and they ended up winning by a, a few scores. 
but we still felt good about the way the team played coming off that disastrous 2018 season. But outside of that, like Auburn, I think you had the sense that that Auburn team was probably overrated after we played them and that we let one potentially slip away, especially the way that it ended with, with Petrino mismanaging the clock. Alabama, I mean, some people tried to swing that as a positive, even though we lost by 45 or whatever it was. Well, positive uh, yeah. was it ended soon. Yeah, the, and, and in the last two years, the, the, the two games that we have had since the radio show started, Ole Miss and Syracuse, have probably been the most demoralizing. And while Ole Miss was pretty much a kind of a harbinger of things to come, whereas Syracuse was sort of an, an anomaly, Cuse ended up being a little bit better than we thought they were going to be, and that team yeah, had, a, had a better season than it looked like they were going to after that disastrous start. It just took so much of the wind out of our sails after all that built up talk during the summer, all the, the hype leading to a season that's there, whether you think you're going to be good or not, to have that much of a deflating performance in week one, it just sucks the life out of you. And it almost takes like three or four consecutive good performances to get the fan base back to that level of excitement. So, yeah, fingers crossed for a week from now, but I, I'm, I'm more with you guys than... On the, I, I love... Winning's fun. I've said that before. <laughs> I'll say it again. It's a controversial opinion. Win for as long as you can. Keep that undefeated record intact for as long as you can. Dream big for as long as you can. And having a, a little bit of a lighter early season schedule allows for more of that than, than, than playing some of these big-time games that we've played in recent I mean, We years. were trash-talking with Syracuse going into that game. They're, we they're, were. they're talking smack about us. We're talking it smack. I mean, well, thankfully, Purdue doesn't play on Friday night as well to distract us. No. There's no more of that anymore. It's a, it's a thing of the past. All right. Uh, we'll take our first break here. When we come back, I, I've got some thoughts on the, the Week Zero game, some tidbits, a couple of national stories that I think are interesting that I'll pass along. We'll get Patrick and Trevor's response to that, and then we'll take a, a listen to you guys on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Happy Friday to you. Stay cool out there. It's an impossible task, but do the best you can. We'll be right back here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. took my hand no one else could understand welcome back in Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford show final non-game week edition of the Mike Rutherford show we are live here at the Kentucky State Fair I have successfully I made it four for four weaseling my way into the the parking lot right next to the fair show and today was the easiest one yet because the guy, I think the guys know me at this point. They also were so ungodly hot. Like they all were just hanging out underneath a tree away from where they're supposed to be. I could have told the guy, hey, I'm going in there to kill everybody. And he would have been like, whatever, just, just go. Like I was, I was like sports radio show last day. And he just like moved the barrier back and was like, get in there. Don't worry about it. Let me get back to my tree. And I don't blame him. It's, a, it's terrible out there. Yeah, I went up the wrong side. Like before, before you get to those guys, you can make the left up and go wrong way down the one way. Yeah. And then you just cut over, and then I left my media pass, like, up on the dash. Oh, boy. So if anybody comes and tries to do anything, they'll see my media pass, but I might get a ticket. How much would they have to pay you to do that job, Mike? To sit there and let people... Out in this heat, yes. Out in this heat. I mean, if I was healthy, 
Yeah, even I would do it Mike. for. Yeah, I would, I would do it for not that much. That's an easy job. I'm fine mm. with that. Uh, right now, no, you couldn't pay me. I don't think I. I mean, I almost died for like walking the 50 feet it took to <laughs> get in. Short of so. six figures to leave to the family once you pass. Pretty much. It, it's like yeah, exactly. I'm like, is this going to be life changing money for my family in the event that this kills me? It's the that's the question that I have to ask myself there. Manual basketball used to have to volunteer and help park cars at the fair. Oh, it was bad. And that's why he joined the baseball team. Well, no, we used to have to do the. I mean, for baseball, we would have to clean up. After big yeah. events at Churchill Downs, like we'd have to yeah. clean up after our derby. basketball team did that too. Was, that that was not fun. Our the baseball team's worst one was we sold mulch, and then like one day the the first Saturday in March, everybody goes to like a church at six a.m. and that's where all the mulch has been delivered, and we rent like five box trucks and you just drive throughout the city all day delivering mulch, unloading it. I knew Ballard did that as well. I think they still do that because my, my parents always buy from Ballard. Does it Sorry. and spreads it. Ooh, spread. Spreading mulch is not fun. One of the first things I learned as an adult was you never buy enough mulch. The first time I tried to mulch, I was like, damn. Like, people always told me that. They were right. I bought like five bags. I needed like 65 bags. The second time I did it a year later, I bought like what I thought was way too much mulch. Still not enough mulch. There's never enough mulch. It takes way longer than you think and way more than you think and it's just not fun you feel weird down there yeah. like doing it too there'd be people that would get like 120 bags and you'd have to like unload them all probably enough to cover like 15 feet of land <laughs> that's that's how it works you, mulch co- covers a shockingly small amount of space i just let my Quit. dogs go out back on their own and do my own mulching that's not that's not mulch that's kind of same thing right nope not at all that's it it's the it's the opposite that it's, explains it's not, a lot it's not great. Uh, quick shout-out to the Louisville men's soccer team. They opened their 2023 season last night with a one nothing win at home over number 16 Tulsa. One game, one ranked victory. All they do is win at Lynn. The boys were excited last night. Props to them and John Michael Hayden. Getting it done. Hopefully this will be a fantastic season, and they'll get back to the NCAA tournament and can do a little bit of damage. But one, one game under their belt, and it's a nationally ranked victory. Props to them. The women's soccer team, less successful uh, they fell to Dayton 2-1 to one last night on the road and dropped to 0-2-1 on the season. Final note uh, for the, the non-spotlight sports, although this is pretty much a spotlight sport. It's our, it's, it is our best sport at the moment. Louisville Volleyball will kick off its 2023 season tonight, what they hope is a national championship winning season. They're going to play the Cardinal Classic in town this weekend, three matches in three days. They play Troy tonight. They'll play number 21 Washington State tomorrow and then Wright State on Sunday. So, look, at least one UofL team is playing Washington State. We had that discussion yesterday, the basketball team. The only notable program we could find that Louisville has never played is Washington State. Volleyball is going to you know, do the basketball team's work for them tomorrow. That should be a, a fantastic match. So uh, good luck to volleyball this weekend. Good luck to all the other UofL teams in action as we get ready for what should be a very fun fall of, of Cardinal sports. Uh, we, we cut a couple texts to get to here on the Thornton Sex line. We were talking about the ideal season opening opponent, not just the name, but like what type of opponent do you like to play the most? Texas says Georgia Tech is the perfect week one game, very winnable game, but still a good helmet matchup. Love a good helmet matchup. Are you talking about the designs or just the logo on the helmet? Both. <laughs> okay. One of those, if you had the little two helmets as a kid, Little mini helmets to put them next to each other. Get you excited for college football. Oh, yeah, the Georgia Tech's got a cool helmet. I have no problem. They do. Yeah. 
Texas says, for the record, uh, this oh, this is your Colts fan. Uh, for the record, buddy. I don't care about the preseason. Just low hanging fruit there. I love you, TK. Hey, I love oh. you too, but I just I'm I'm not mad at you. I just I just want you to. I feel bad for you. I just want you to understand that your owners are putts. You couldn't even not take a shot. You couldn't even the he extended the olive branch. You took it. You snapped it over your knee, <laughs> and then you threw it back in his face. I'm not snapping anything. I say I love you too, buddy. I want you to do well. I was, I, love you, I was, but I mean, other than the fact you, I was a little angry, you took Frank Wright from me. But I'll be honest with you, your GM currently is. Uh, I do like the, the moves he's made. He's done a really good job, I think, short of this Anthony Richardson thing. I'm not a big on this one, but hey, who am I to who am I to judge? If I didn't think Jalen Hurts would be that good. If Anthony Richardson succeeds as an NFL quarterback at a high level, we're all going to have to stop doing this thing where we're like, I don't know if the scouts see in this guy. He sucks <laughs> in college because the, the, it'll be two in a row. We, we did this with Josh Allen, and he's clearly very good. If Richardson winds up being the truth, then it's like, all right, I, stats don't matter. Missing wide-open guys in college does not matter. He's going to be a good NFL quarterback because Mel Kuyper says he is. So I'm just going to trust these people. Texture says, my excitement for the start of football season and my excitement for the start of basketball season, it's not even close, in quotes. I'll let you decide which one I'm more excited for. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not dreading the start of basketball season, but I'm not excited for it either. I'm excited for, I mean, I'm always going to be excited for Louisville basketball. I mean, if if they're bit, projected yeah. to lose, yeah, I mean, if they were projected to lose all 32 games. I still would have excitement. It's just, it's. I can't help it. It's, it's who I am. It's in my DNA. But the excitement is, it's certainly different. Like I'm excited for football, one because I, I think the team has a chance to be good, and even if they're just, you know, it's, it's not like a ten and two, nine and three special season. I think that they should be competitive, and I'm excited to see Jeff out there and and see what this team can do. And it's just, you know, it's football. You, you've been without Louisville sports for so long. Once you get to late August, early September, that you're just desperate to get football back and going. With basketball, I, I mean, I'm excited for I – mean, obviously there's a part of me that's excited for the potential of us overachieving, which would be yeah, after all the debating and all the, the, the bad press and all the, the feelings of, of doubt, if this team just overachieved dramatically and was like an NCAA tournament team, it would be one of the most fun seasons I think we've, we've ever followed. But I, I'm more excited just to like – get hard answers on all these questions that we've been having for the last 15 months about Kenny Payne and about what he can and can't do. The bickering amongst the fan base, you know, the, the sides that we're all taking and defending our positions and, and all that stuff, it's gotten insanely old. And at this point, I just want to know. Like, like, If he's the guy, awesome. Let's go. If he's not the guy, let's figure that out this year and let's move on in a different direction and let's try to get this thing back to being fun again. I, so I'm, I'm excited just to get on with it. I feel like, <laughs> and this is... That's, it's a, that, I, 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 no, I understand what you're trying to say because I'm kind of the same. I couldn't... I feel like Stringer Bell. I couldn't Bell. voice we, it we, the way Omar's, you yeah. <laughs> Omar's got the gun on him. I'm like, well, I can see there's nothing else I can say to change y'all's mind. Get on with it then, mother. Like, don't, I, I don't feel like that's brother, what I am Don't forget right Brother Mazzone. <laughs> Bro, yeah, Brother... The, I hated Brother Mazzone character. Oh, you the, did? The wire's few missteps, I feel like. Oh, but, come on. He wasn't that bad. And again, like I, I am somebody who's not expecting this season to go great. I, I am fully willing to admit that. I'm hoping to be wrong, but if it is going to go poorly, I just I'm, I'm sick of thinking about it and sick of talking about it. I just want it to happen so we can decide what to do next. So that like there's definitely excitement there, but it's 
admittedly very, very different than the excitement that I'm feeling right now for football being here in a week. Well, you compared your to the season to, to Stringer I, Bell getting shot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean. I, I know. <laughs> it was not well, an exact Four McNutty walks he's like, I finally got him on the wire, too. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to die. I just, I, I just, whatever happens, I want to know. It's, it's, it's a little bit different. Texture says, going back to yesterday, Ramblin' Man, Almond Brothers, ever since Talladega Nights came out years ago, I was born in the gray, back of a Greyhound bus going down Highway 21. It immediately makes me think of me and your mama did it in a Rustler Steakhouse <laughs> bathroom when I was 17, and then you showed up. I don't, I don't have Talladega, Day, Talladega Nights memorized enough to remember that. So, I like Talladega Nights. I, it's, it's a good one. It's okay. I didn't like. I think what annoyed me the most is like initially, like when when the whole if you're not if you're not first or uh, if you're second, you're last or whatever. Yeah, first or last. Yeah, it drove me well, nuts because I was completely butcher that. I know, because I, I, of course I'm going to butcher it, but I do know the fact that that was a Vince Lombardi quote, and I knew that like when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, wait a minute, that's Vince. I was like, that's so great, Bobby. I'm like, no, Vince Lombardi said that damn thing 30 years ago. I love the things that upset you. It does. It bothered me. Texture says, <laughs> I was indifferent until the Eagles on the Eagles until yesterday. This new Colts-Eagles rivalry might blossom into something we haven't seen since Bob Diaco created the civil conflict with UCF while he was coaching at UConn. Go Colts. That's well, a great time. I tell you, this rivalry actually started last year with Nick Sirianni, who was very emotional after our win because he was very unhappy with the way the Colts, and rightfully so, dismissed Frank Wright the way they did. Him and Frank were supposedly really, really close, and when they went out to that game, and he wasn't even coaching it because they had fired him and already hired Mike Saturday, which, by the way, Okay, yeah, you hired Saturday. Him. Yeah, Bob Saturday, whatever his name is. Yeah, another Ursay great move. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He's yeah, another another Ursay way to defend him. Uh, and we won the game. That was the, the Colts were not happy the way Sirianni celebrated. So you're admitting this is a rivalry now. It's Eagles Colts. Maybe it's becoming a slight rivalry, yeah. Do they play this year? I don't think so since we played last year. I'm almost positive we don't play. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like this isn't even a game that's going to be played this year. So, Well, we I, would, I, we would, the only way we would play them again is if they had actually won their division, which they came nowhere near doing. So, Yeah, you, you guys don't play this year. But Super Bowl rematch is happening. It's going to be exciting. Can't wait. <laughs> Bring it. Uh, Texter says, question for all three of you. Okay. How much of the college games this weekend are you watching I'll probably watch eight quarters altogether, especially Vandy, Hawaii, because I'm a sicko. I'm, I'm a sucker for the – as somebody who stays up way too late, even oh, yeah. now needing sleep and, and with kids, I always end up watching, like, the – whatever the, the terrible late game is. I've watched so much New Mexico football over the years. Uh, I don't know what to do with myself, so I'll probably watch a little – I watched Vandy, Hawaii last year, and it was awful. It was a bloodbath. Uh, but my answer – That's not even a really late game, I don't think, is it? I think it's because it's, 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 it's at Vandy this yeah, year. So only, Last yeah. year it was at Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely watch almost all of Navy Notre Dame because that's two thirty and it's manageable. I'm going out to my parents tomorrow for to do like my, my and my brother. We have the same birthday on Sunday. We're celebrating our birthday on Saturday, so I'm not sure how much I'll be able to watch out there. But I'll. Ch- I mean, I would watch USC San Jose State if the Pac-12 network existed, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So no hope there. I mean, I feel like I'll probably watch most of Navy Notre Dame. And then I'll probably watch like, when I get home and put the kids to sleep. I'll watch like what is it? The FIU Louisiana Tech is the late game. That's I'll the probably watch t- that. yeah, it's the nine o'clock. I was gonna say I'll probably flip to into that, but I'll probably have San Jose State and USC on uh, at eight o'clock as well. well. You can't get it. You can't get the Pac-12 Network. Oh, is it on Pac-12 Network? So I just said, yeah. Oh, I didn't it does, know. It doesn't I, exist. I, oh well, that's it's not on TV. 
I can find a stream. I can find a bootleg site. What about you, Patrick? Now you are you're young. It's your first weekend as an official college student. There's going to be lots of stuff going on. How much time do you make for college football week zero? Uh, I'll probably watch Notre Dame Navy, and after that, I can't guarantee much. I don't hate you. He's that. going out for Saturday. Night. He's still young. See, he, he's going to watch a two thirty game and then go out and live his life. Unlike us, who our lives are in the are in the rearview mirror. Yeah, my life's 5.30 birthday dinner at my parents' house. <laughs> yes. That's fine. That's okay. How's Rush going, I think Patrick, way, Patrick hears us tell these stories and like just to make him want to go live his life even more. Well, I mean, I don't blame him. That's, I I mean, that's what I was doing 20 years ago. Nah, same fine. here. I wouldn't be watching these games. How's though. Rush going, Patrick? Uh, a bunch of the frats went out to the Bats game last night, so nice. I was out there. Frat Pat at the Bats. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, Trevor was mad to hear that you're going to pledge a fraternity. He doesn't want you to do it. I don't, I don't know why he's mad. He doesn't care. Because I had high respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were the type of guy who had to pay for your friends. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm not a fraternity guy. I can't say. What can I say? I'm not shocked. No, not a bit. I actually would be. That's another one of the scenarios that I love to envision Trevor in. It's like Trevor being like ultra SAE guy or like just super Sigma Chi. Like just like. Give me the grip, bro. Like, just like, it's I, I can't see Trevor. What does that mean? And like, Sperry. I know the Sigma Chi. I want to see Trevor. Yeah, yeah, yeah wearing the boat shoes. <laughs> I would love for Trevor, if this ACT goes well in a, in a few weeks, Trevor to wind up going back to college, pledging a fraternity, and being a huge frat bro at 44. They just ask like, for your high school GPA. So he starts dressing differently. He starts like doing his hair and kind of like the the, the, you know, the, the, the frat mop. I, I want that to happen. I think this, can, this is a world that I want to live in. Oh, I will forward. definitely be one with cool tips. <laughs> but that's not a thing anymore. That wasn't that was, that hasn't been a thing for like twenty five years. What? So I'm, I'm like, I'll have I'll have the braided the braided belt with it hanging over the edge. Like, might as well just like, show up in a greaser yeah, ja- I'm jacket. Gonna, I'm gonna be wearing my uh, my Tommy Hilfiger button up uh, polo shirt with my uh, no my members only jacket. I have some frosted tips, maybe some white blue jeans. Just some Abercrombie and Fitch knockoff. Wearing like wear, 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 wear some sandals with socks. No, I'll be. Wear, I'm, I'm gonna wear those. I'm gonna wear the uh, the wicker shoes, like the like the Miami Vice style, with no socks. Nobody knows what that means. <laughs> I'm gonna walk they're, in, and you're right. No, they all, all these kids don't know what it means. They're gonna think I invented new fashion, and they're gonna think I'm cool. They're, they're like, man, this that. guy is awesome. Look at this stuff. I don't think that's gonna happen. I would love to see you. Did you ever, at any point in your life, pop a collar? No. No. Oh, I wanted I the answer to be yes no. so badly. I've worn I just need the visual. Now, I, just, I, just lie to me. I, I, yes. I, had a few, I had a few of the uh, the, the Ralph Lauren and the uh, Tommy uh, popular shirts in the 90s, the collared shirts. I had a couple of them. But well, yeah, but that's different. Yeah, Everybody but, had those shirts. Yeah, so that just, was, I, I needed you to be popping. No, I, I was never, I, I never popped. I, I mean, I, there was popping, but it was never with a collar. No, I needed to be. Texas says, now with Flowers gone, how many times are we going to get this question? Who wins more games, the football or the basketball team? I mean, the sad thing is we were getting that before Flowers left. We were. <laughs> what's your let's, – because let's, this isn't the last time we're going to get this. No. But what's your honest answer? Basketball or football, who wins more games this year? I think it's going to be – I mean – Honest answer. Honestly, not just doing I, it for I, effect. Yeah. No, I'm not I'm – not, I've, I've been honest. I think the basketball team won't win more than ten games, so – I'll say they win eight. I'll, I'll say even. I'll say it could be calling push. Tie. I'm calling push, yeah. Okay. I'm calling eight, eight tie. All right, who wins more games, football, basketball, or Eastern Michigan basketball? Oh, no, wow. Eastern Michigan's going down Eastern this Michigan year. Yeah. 
I, my honest answer, though, is I think basketball's going to win more games. I, I don't, I'm not predicting a fantastic season, but I do think they're going to win more than I think football can win. You know, my, my official prediction is probably going to be eight and four. I don't know. We'll see if I get a little too excited next week and get bumped up to nine, nine and three. But I think the basketball team is going to win more than eight or nine games. I do. Thinking of football teams, have you watched the? I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and you said you, you gave me a reason why not to. Have you actually started the Untold Swamp King story yet? I have not. I don't think I'm going to watch it. Okay, I was kind of with you, but I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I might check this out. So I actually went to it last night. Have you actually looked at the like the description of these shows? No. This this between what you told me last night and the original the episode one, I'm going to read this verbatim because I don't think you can make this up. New coach Urban Meyer drives the scrappy Florida Gators to oh unprecedented, God. intense training and a singular goal. Winning a national title. I, mean. I love like the one thing that we've said in the last few weeks that we should not watch is the it's, one thing that you're like, I kind of got to check this out. Like you won't well, watch was, the Manziel thing. You won't watch the Bishop Sycamore thing. Actually, actually, I do want to watch those. I just haven't had a chance to. I'll probably watch them this weekend. Doesn't Louisville football have a walk-on that was on that Bishop Sycamore yeah, game? Yeah, they've we got did. two. We talked about it yesterday. The fourth one, The Pain of Greatness is titled. Quarterback Tim Depot and the Gators vow to train and play harder than any team in history. But will their efforts be enough? Secure their legacy. Yeah, I'm not watching. This. I mean, this I, I've got. This they said they only sounding. mentioned Aaron Hernandez once. <laughs> yeah, no, the oh no. There's there's four episodes, not one. Episode two, an influx of young talent energizes the team. I guess that's you know euphemism for our players are killing people. Do the, the results have yet to be tried and tested on the playing field? No, I, I have zero interest in watching. And trouble propaganda. in the swamp. Media attention, fame, and fortune threaten to distract the Gators from achieving greatness. This team has dealt a crushing blow. <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, I don't, yeah, this, talk Trevor's about. going to go to watch it, and then it's going to remind him of Suicide Kings, and he's <laughs> just going to go watch that. I already That's watched it the other day. Enough. It's a good movie. <laughs> I mean, can you, I mean, is there any way of taking what could be a really good documentary and, like, just pooping it on it any more than what they've done with this? I mean, I guess Florida fans like it like if that's your appeal but if you're trying to appeal to a broader base Anybody I think people want to see yeah I mean I think people want to see a well-rounded story they want to see an honest I mean because look the that run for Florida football is a fascinating subject for something like this because you've got unreal success Tim Tebow was a gigantic story in and of himself Urban Meyer making the jump from you know, great coach to like, is he the greatest coach going right now? And then all of the gross behind the scenes stuff that we now know was taking place and all the character issues that were kind of swept under the rug. Like, I think you can tell the story, honestly. You, you can talk about the greatness of the football team and the national titles and Tebow winning the Heisman and all that stuff while also having episodes that are dedicated to maybe this, this, and this taking place while they were at Florida led to these players having significant legal issues in the future. Maybe this was swept under the rug. Like I would like to see that story, but if it's just propaganda and it's like everybody thought we were going to be bad and we were the greatest team of all time, like, I'm not, I've got no interest in that, but I'm sure Florida fans will eat that up. And to be fair, if there was a story like that on Louisville, I probably would eat it up. But like nobody also would buy a Louisville 2013 national championships if it was like just the good stuff like just just like Peyton Siva being a hero and getting better and Luke Hancock make, making the run and, and the, the Kevin Ware story like people want to hear about the other stuff that took place in the years since and I get that like we would want a documentary that was just focused on the positive but it would not have national appeal I think that's what's happening here with the the Swamp Kings thing I mean as long as you give the positive it's it's 
do. I, I'm, I'm okay with the negative. It's the truth. Yeah, for sure. Texas says Georgia Tech on a Friday night is a great opponent for the first game of the season. It's a winnable conference opponent on national TV, so you can get credit for beating a Power 5 team and get some confidence at the same time and also get good exposure. Louisville's name will also be at the top of the ACC standings for at least one week if you win. My only wish is that it was a home game. Yeah, that's kind of the one bummer is that we're not getting the Braum era at home. But I do, again, this is all assuming that we take care of business in a week. I do like the setup of the schedule where you've got the spotlight, even though it's not, you know, you're not playing a top 25 team, it's not Ole Miss, Alabama, or Auburn, Notre Dame, but you still have the spotlight on Friday night where nobody's really competing with you. If you win, it's better than just a FCS win, and then you do get to turn around in less than a week and play your FCS opponent and maybe work out some of the kinks that came up after the first game, or if some guys are banged up, you get a chance to get some guys, hopefully, some rest, and you get the thrill of getting your first home game uh, of the Jeff Brom era on a Thursday night with, once again, like a, a little bit of a national spotlight. So I like the way that this sets up, assuming that we're able to win in week one and we can get some positive momentum. And then I think people will start to get really excited. You have a lot of U of L fans that will make that day trip up there to Indianapolis to play an Indiana team that, again, you probably should take care of business against. And then you start getting into the heart of conference play and the, the, the real meat of the schedule after that. But I, I think that this is – I like the way that the beginning of the season sets up, and I have, that has not been the case in recent years as much. Did you see um, – and this is another thing that I meant to bring up yesterday and we never got around to because we got so, imagine that, distracted. But did you see the, the Indiana-based rider who predicted an outright Hoosier victory over UofL? Uh, which rider was that? I'm looking it up right now again. Could have been Rab Johns. He's too sensible for that. No, it Justin Kalen. It was, it was a Justin stand. It, was, it wasn't one of the IU writers. It was one of the Indiana. News, one of the Indiana newspapers. It was Michael. It was Dan uh, Dockich. Nizioleck. I've got no idea how to pronounce Jack that last name. Uh, of the Herald Times, but this is what he said. He, okay. he, he went ahead and he did the entire IU schedule game by game, and he said. The most interesting game on Indiana's schedule in September and the first one that will give fans a real indication of what to expect in 2023 is against Louisville. The Hoosiers have a real shot at picking up their first win over a non-conference opponent since 2018. Is that true? Good Lord. That's awful. Didn't they beat WKU like a couple years ago? I, I mean, I don't... They beat non-conference, Indiana. Uh, they, first non-conference win overall? Since 2018 is what he says when they beat Virginia. Maybe he means power conference opponent. He's but, got to because they beat Western last year. They beat yeah, so that, last year. Yeah. So already this prediction is, is off to a great start. He says, Louisville's been dangerous in recent years, thanks in large part to dual-threat quarterback Malik Cunningham, who had blah, 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 blah. The Cardinals' offense won't look as imposing with Cunningham off to the NFL and journeyman Jack Plummer likely taking over. Indiana fans would feel better about this one if Purdue coach Jeff Brom hadn't replaced Scott Satterfield. Brom was 4-1 and one against Indiana during his time in West Lafayette with his offense averaging 35 points and 463.4 yards per game. Still, he will be hard-pressed to create that magic right out of the gate. Indiana wins 23-20. That last Indiana win was against Virginia, by the way. That's what I said. Oh, I did say that. I'm sorry. My bad. I got lost in the uh, the, the rambling of Mike's. Did that you, Mike, the other Mike? Um, (laughs) I mean, I guess if you're Indiana, I mean, if there's any – at this point in the season, you you have reason to have some false confidence, I guess, in this game. I mean, if you don't maybe believe as much in Brom and what Louisville's putting together. I'll say this. 
even if Indiana beats Louisville, Indiana's not holding Louisville to 20 points in that game. That's no. a that's a Mike Rutherford guarantee. There it is. Another guarantee is out there. Points. We're scoring more than 20 points against Indiana. I firmly believe that. I'm, I'll, right. I'll bet we score more. I'll, I'll bet we don't be held under 20 points more than once, if, if any, this year at all. Okay. T- taking it up a notch. That's right. a bold like one that. for you. Do we want bold prediction? Louisville will not score under 20 points at most one time this year. Maybe once. I'm not sure what the <laughs> – can you clarify? So you're saying – UofL, basically you're saying Louisville won't be held under 20 points twice this season. Yes, yes. There you go. Okay. That's that's a bold prediction. I like it. Uh, very right, good. You're welcome. All right, we got an hour left here. We're taking a break after the for hour number one. Keep it locked right here. More Mike Rutherford Show is next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. And stop by and see us if you're out here at the State Fair. We'll be here until 5. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. Live at the Kentucky State Fair here at the South Wing over by Pillar C15. Stop by and see us. It is uh, ungodly hot out there, but it's cool inside, folks. So we've got the air conditioning working. Get yourself a reprieve. I know it's fun out there. They've got rides, but we've got Patrick Ryan here, and they don't. Trevor Kelsey's back at the studio in Jeffersonville, Indiana. You know, everybody the, invited uh, to come visit me here. You're like, come out and see us at the fair. Nobody... Don't send anybody over to, to, to hang out with Trevor. He's just alone. Go to Jeffersonville. See the uh, the, the gigantic grass. People seem to be it's very intrigued bigger. by that. It's you can search so the tall. Big, if you just search the Big X on Apple Maps, it pops up. It you does. Come say hi to me and Frank. We're just chilling. He's going to be there for like oh. uh, six hours. Speaking so. of that, uh, Trevor, I have to come over there after to drop off the Comrade X for scoots tomorrow. Okay, I may or may not be here. Uh, you better be there. I don't have a key. I may or may not be here. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this. <laughs> We've got high school football uh, on, on our family of stations right here. We should have what? Sanex tonight at which has been moved to what time, Trevor? Uh, Eight o'clock kickoff, seven thirty-five pregame is the uh, the Tigers travel to the Hive and take on Central tonight. Ooh, that'll be a good one. Yeah, uh, little, Manuel little, took care little, of Central last, night, last that, week. Yeah, that was. What was that final last week? Uh, it was like twenty-eight to twelve or something. I think. Or I think twenty-eight seven. Twenty-seven was the manual beating Central. Sanex hammered Floyd Central. Oh, that wasn't even close. Yeah. And so we'll see what ha- they, they can. We do had a running clock repeat. the entire second half in that that Floyd Central game. You can hear that right here on fourteen fifty, the Big X, the home of Sanex football. You can also hear Trinity versus Frederick Douglass on nine seventy WGTK. I know Frederick Douglass played some team from Ohio and got destroyed last week, and then Trinity got some revenge on Brian Station, who knocked them out of the playoffs last year, beat them 38-3, to so you'll have that. And then we'll have uh, – is Scoots calling a game tonight? Scoot, Do we even know? Scoots is off tonight. Now, he'll be tomorrow, um, uh. the destination unknown at this moment. But also, if you are looking to 
you're uh, like our man Jeff, who loves to email Nick every game. You're a Bats fan. The Bats will be on tonight. They'll be on 900 WFI. There it is. Looking for so two make in sure a row. Tune over them. After last night's thrilling victory, get Jose Barrero back up on the bats. Come on, what are we doing here? I mean, on the on the Reds. Do you, how do you guys feel? I know we talked about Week Zero, and we got we got the question about how much football are you guys actually going to watch this weekend. All this stuff. How do you feel about Week Zero conceptually? Because it, it is this weird thing where I mean, look, by definition, there's really no such thing as Week Zero. You should not be allowed to do this, and the games are are. are they're games, but they're not overly exciting. I mean, we're getting hyped up for Notre Dame Navy because it's football. In any other week, we would only care about Notre Dame Navy if the midshipmen looked like they were going to potentially pull an upset in the, in the second half. I, 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 there's a part of me that feels like if they're going to do this, let's at least get one really good marquee game for this week every single year. And on another hand, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. It, it, it's dipping a toe. It, it's a little taste of football before you get the real thing. I like it. It's a little appetizer. Get the belly working, get the stomach working, get the digestive system flowing, and make sure you're ready for the, the, the main course. Trevor, I mean, are you okay with week zero, or do you think we should go back to having just the onslaught of week one? No, I'm okay with week zero. No, no reason to you know, ease it in. No, just, no reason to just, just completely thrust all in. Just, just, let's just, just ease in. <laughs> And just, just take so our time, at first. and just you know, I, I have no problem with that. It's okay because you know, it's you don't want to over, you don't want to just you know blow our mind with a bunch of like you know, top twenty-five games all at one time right in the beginning. Let's just let's just get, let's just get in there slowly and surely. It wins the race. Yeah, you know, this is like I wouldn't hate playing a week zero game. You you, you do get. Not really, but essentially a second bye week because you start the season a week earlier than everybody else. Like, there's something to be said for that. I don't know if you uh, – Patrick was probably too young to, to remember. I don't even know if this, this happened when he was alive. But, Trev, do you remember back in the day, the glory days when we were playing the U.K. game week one every single year, there was one week where like, we played New Mexico State a week ahead of the Kentucky game. Like, we scheduled this game very late, and it was a total like, – you, you got a free game by playing them. And it was a total, like, let's let's have a practice game before we played UK, which is what was the catalyst for UK moving the game to the third week when they played in Lexington because they got all pissed off about that. And they're like, well, if you're going to do this, that's not really fair. Yeah. We don't want to play you guys in the first game if, if it's not going to be the first week for both of us. So, boom, we're not going to play you week one anymore when we host the game. Like, that game, I don't know if you – I can't even remember what season that was. But that was a – I remember. I kind of liked it. Yeah. It, yeah, it was, I it was a sneaky either, little game. I remember, I, remember, I remember, yeah, I remember the – Especially, like you said, what what came as a result of it having moved to the third game and stuff because they got mad. But I mean, it's okay. I mean, you know what? I mean, in that scenario, the sooner I can get to watch my favorite team play, the better. So, I guess that that probably stands for anybody else playing in Week Zero tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it, it, it's a good thing. I saw it just I across know, my I'm email through Week Zeros. There was a Miami and Florida Week Zero game one year. Was it really? Yeah. Well, you, I just I just clicked past it now. I can't remember where it was. Uh, 2016, it looks like. Jeez. By the way, it was 2001 when we played New Mexico State. We beat them tw- 45 to 24. So Patrick was definitely not born. And that's uh, it was August 23rd. I mean, we would have, you know, back in the day, back in 2001, we were living in existence where, on this date, we'd already had one Louisville football game under our belts. Yeah, what two- a time to be alive! 2019, the very first game there of the no entire TSA. season was Florida versus Miami, a neutral site game in Orlando. Florida ranked in the top ten. Man, I don't remember that at all. I That's don't wild. need the twenty-four twenty was the final. I don't remember that either. I kind of like it. I do too. Texas I mean. says, 
Tick says, by the way, Jeffersonville's uh, football game got moved to tomorrow, but hopefully they'll still get the win versus Seymour. I feel like a lot of the Indiana games got bumped to tomorrow. Am, am I wrong about yeah. that? Charlestown, Brownstown did too. Okay. Well, that's the Scoots game. I know. That's why I know. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> He's bragging to the frat people now. <laughs> that knowledge. Texas says, Texas says the nonchalance level of uh, from Frat Pat versus his former self as Big X producer Patrick is off the charts. You have you've changed already. <laughs> He's gotten cool to his head. More nonchalant. Frat level has changed. He, he was once a hungry young intern, and now he's he's full on Frat Pat, going to bats game. Frat Pat of the bats, and he's just he's just too cool for he's, school. He's, now. He's, he's two weeks away from calling us bro. Is it we, the 680 thing? Is that I was going to say, too? we also have not talked about you, t- Turncoat, leaving yeah. us for 680. Well, and apparently what? Trey, too. Yeah, why don't you Trey never even really worked here, and he's still going to 680. Why don't you see if feel... one of them's available to let you in for the, the top <laughs> system? <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, it's it's convenient. I I can get more shifts there. I never get – there's no never any openings here, I really only work when Trevor doesn't feel like coming in. Now Trevor what, disagrees with that. What do you want more shift? Trevor- Guess what? You can work tonight. <laughs> what are you talking? What? No, that is. I'm calling. That's 100 BS. I was gonna say Trevor. This is gonna set him off. Trevor thinks that there are not many. Uh, th- 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 there are plenty of openings here. He just tends to fill them himself. No. Take that what you will. I don't think that's how. I don't think that's the problem. I mean, last time I had an opening, you were like, "Well, I got a, I got my other job, so I, I can maybe do one day." When I had like three days available for you. <laughs> I mean, don't give me the oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Patrick's gonna be co-hosting the Diener show in like two weeks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be driving, I'm gonna be taking Virginia to school. I'm gonna flip over uh, when KRC goes to break, of course, and I'm gonna listen to Drew. And I'm gonna be like, "There's Patrick. He's he's doing the Diener show by himself. That's wow. what that's the, what's next. That's when I think it'll mainly be 680 Brad. stuff. Well, he's on 680. You don't even know who your boss works for. Oh, you don't even know. Lord. You don't even know what's going on. I know it's two different studios. It's a disaster. So I know. Well, it's one big studio. They're just two different yeah, little rooms, basically. There's but, three studios. But I'm. It's it's fancy over there. <laughs> but I'm. I mean, Trey. Trey's never done anything for us. We we had Trey on the show like one time. The only time Trey's done radio is when he was doing the the Jack Harlow kickball thing, so he could be. Or the kickball we hosted event. your show that one day. Oh, yeah, you, you guys did host my show. Yeah, I did a best of, and they decided just to bump it and then and just come in and do a random show. Yeah, well, we did. And then he got, you know, Trey great show. He had a taste of his own radio success and was like, I'm going to I'm going to ESPN. Yeah. I'm done. I think Diener thinks he knows how to run a board, and he doesn't. So. <laughs> Drew, I'm sure Drew will handle that well. <laughs> yeah, because he go great. temper. <laughs> should, should go great. Texture says, uh, Indiana would actually be a perfect week one matchup if they weren't a bunch of cowards. What is that alarm? Are there alarm going, going off, off here. back there? Does not make alarm? me does not make me feel overly calm. Run, okay. guys! Patrick, you I'm can sh- hang out. But run! I'm sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, I don't hear the dogs anymore. That's worry. That's worrisome. Uh, the dogs are sleeping. Are they still here? Yeah. It's not golden doodles anymore. There's a golden retriever. Aww. And a white fluffy dog. Aww. At least they're not fighting. Uh, but to go back to the text before we were so rudely interrupted by a siren, I do feel like Indiana, with us talking about what we'd like ideally in a week one opponent, I, Indiana kind of fits that mold in most years. Now, they had a little bit of hype a few years ago, and that would have been different. But, you know, IU kind of, they could replace Kentucky as the pseudo rival that we feel like we should beat in most years. Like they, they would be a good week one opponent, but they're never going to play us anyway. They, they don't want to play us, period. So, whatever. 
They don't want to play Jeff Brom. My buddy just texted me and said they set off the dog fighting alarms. Uh, I mean, I got so many, so many people reached out about the dogs the other day on Tuesday. Like, my apparently mom everybody like, came and adopted them all. They're not barking <laughs> anymore. <laughs> my mom was like, I couldn't listen. Brooks Holton's like, I was trying to listen to the same, but we were talking about my story, and there were some dogs going crazy. I'm like, we can't do anything about the dogs. What do you want me to say? And yeah, they they sold themselves. The alarms are going there's off. The alarms again. again. This is the air raid. What the what the? Hell? Oh, there's lights flashing on the ceiling too. This can't be good. Mike, save bad. yourself. Make sure you get the Comrex, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we're okay to still do radio here. Everybody else is still kind of standing around. Well, <laughs> right. the there could be something guys, really bad going on somewhere else <laughs> in the south wing. <laughs> What's the safety protocol here? I don't even know what this is for. There has to uh, be some sort of like... Good. You're protected by Jesus. God, just There's <laughs> got to be some sort of public address system if it's actually really bad. If I if I go out at the state fair doing radio, then I'm gonna be very pissed. I off. mean, does that it's, trump? I will the, haunt the entire station does, for the rest of my existence. Is that does that does, that, does that trump the, the uh, Hooters in Jeffersonville? <laughs> yes, I will. I will, I will be. I'll be very upset about this. Uh, his radio Texas, career ended in Hooters in Jeffersonville. His life, the state fair. His life Lake. at the state fair, South Lake. <laughs> The uh, lights are still flashing on the ceiling even when the alarm The alarm went off, which is good. Did someone win Pinko? <laughs> or Plinko? Or whatever. I just screwed it up. God, 0 for 2. How do you mess up Plinko? <laughs> you said Pinko and Plunko. Whatever. Last night I spent an hour trying to say Guantanamo Go Bay. You still can't do it. <laughs> I still can't do it. I was sitting here during the bats game like, one ton bay, one ton Guantanamo. Can you do it right now? One ton Guantan Kobe. Guantanamo. No, no. Where's there a cat? Where are you getting co? Well, cause I was so the, the most excited I've been on this show in the last probably the entire summer was when you pronounced chrysanthemums correctly. After chrysanthemums. I was so shocked by it. Well, no, not even now. Chrysanthemums. No, chrysanthemums. Chrysanthemums. Close. Try the beginning part again. Chrysanthemums. There's no crun. You're adding an extra n. Chrysanthemums. The mums. Two Are chrysanthemums and mums the same thing? <laughs> Try Guantanamo one more time. Say it one more time for me. Guantanamo. Guantanamo. Yeah! Hey. Now spell it. No, no, no. It begins with a G, right? It does. He's clapping. <laughs> Guantanamo. He's going to be no problem. That, that, that was even better. Oh, yay. See? Good thing there's no pronunciation tests on the ACT. Creature of habit. Texas says, doesn't Patrick's God. dad own the station? How yes, is he, he having does. a hard time finding shifts? Pastor Bob owns the station. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop. I actually don't know who owns the station <laughs> at this point. I never know who to go to with stuff. But uh, You go to me. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor runs the station. Yeah, that explains a lot. <laughs> Texas, I hope the intern doesn't learn such life skills. No, nope. you almost got me. Uh, you almost read it. You almost ate the thing. <laughs> I'm not going to read that. Come on, Texas. If you're going to make a joke, you got to at least be like more subtle about it. This is the, there. Patrick's now very curious. There you go. Yeah, that's the joke. Texas says, uh, mm. uh, I was at the state fair earlier today. I stopped by y'all's booth. I spoke to the station's general manager. I told him I listen to your show every day. 
at least when it's on the air. I told him <laughs> the station really needs to get better equipment. He explained the situation. Oh, by the way, cameras will be in the studio next week. The sirens were going off when we were there this morning. Supposedly the fire alarms were being tested. Still? Well, he said the cameras were going to be in there <laughs> next week. That's a straight lie. But uh, YouTube cameras coming next week. There you go. When the day the, the YouTube cameras actually officially come, it's going to be the most joyous day of the entire Mike Rutherford show. I will take off my shirt and swing it around like a helicopter. Well, then we're no, going to get the cameras taken. Trevor will realize he has more work to do. It will do as the Eeyore voice. Oh, I don't want to do more work. Texas, I think week zero is such a tease. It's so annoying. They need to make the college schedule 13 games and turn this week into a full-blown week. Well, now you're just you're you're, you're saying revamp the entire landscape of the sport. Like re revamp the entire schedule. If he wants to say move it up a week, then yeah. But Would it be especially week with like one? with how much the college football playoff is expanding and how many weeks that's going to take, yeah. I wouldn't mind moving it up a week. Well, the thing is, you know, if the playoff takes off and we do eventually get to like sixteen teams. You're going to have calls for shortening the season. Like, well, 16 and 12 is the same amount of rounds. Four, but n not for the teams that get the buys. Like, you'll have one extra game for the, the top four seeds. And then, assuming that they don't do buys with the 16-team field and you do standard, you know, 16-8-4-2-1, you're asking teams that play a 12-game regular season schedule and then a conference championship and then four games in the playoff to play a 17-game schedule. Like, that's... I know you're kind of there. You're close to that already with a 15-game schedule for the national champion, assuming that they play in their conference championship game. All I'm saying is I don't think that you're going to be able to, to put one more regular season game out there. Although if it's going to make these people more money, then who, well, they're the, probably wrong. The teams in the worst spot are the three or four that are going to play a conference championship and not get a bye. Yeah, yeah fair point. Like, if, you're, if you're in the SEC title game, and like you'll have to go – yeah. Full speed for that because you're trying to play yeah. for a bye and you lose and then you wind up having to play yeah. in the first round. Like that there's will, six, be tough. There's six conference champion auto bids. Well, they haven't decided exactly how they're doing it yet. I think the 12 is set as the four highest ranked conference champions get buys. That's the, the proposal. They're, they're debating it again they're this debating week. It. I think okay. August 30th is the day where they're going to meet and have – because they're saying the ACC will decide on expansion before they talk about the full playoff. Because now with, with all the conference expansion, you've got – the powers uh, at the SEC and the Big Ten are trying to argue they want the top 12 teams in the field regardless, seeded 1 through 12, regardless of conference affiliation, for obvious reasons. And the group of five conferences, they all want to make sure that they've got access, and now that seems to be kind of up in the air. So it's a. am very curious to see how the format gets winds up getting laid out because... You know, all the things that we're talking about, for people that say that's going to devalue the regular season, I think it's it's silly to say that. It will be slightly less than sure, but I think the the take is worth the give here because, you know, you're still going to have games that matter. The, the hypothetical that you and I were just talking about, if you're in the SEC title game or the Big Ten title game and you're playing for a bye in the college football playoff, like, you're going to be going all out there it's not just for a conference championship it's to give yourself a better shot at a national championship like games are still going to mean a lot in the regular season and for conference championships so i, I, I think it's going to make it more fun i call bs on the devaluing of the season thing too because i mean with the, with the playoffs especially if it's a 12 i mean uh, yes how many times if you, you if you have championship aspirations you lose one game and you're kind of like well my season's done 
I mean, you don't have or, that. You don't have that or feeling. You never that. It have does a make the season a little more. Yeah, I mean, you can lose one game and still, you know, fight for the playoffs. I mean, every sport outside of college football has a playoff system to decide, decide champion. And I haven't heard one person say, short of maybe the NBA, that the regular season is pointless. Right, and nobody complains about the way they crown champion. Like, no, it's always I mean, seemed ridiculous to me, and it's why I've always hated the tagline. You know, college football. Every week is like a playoff. No, it's not. No, it, it, you, I mean, college is the only sport where. No, it's not really. I mean, college football is the only sport where half of the the teams in play begin the year with no hope of winning the sports top yeah. prize. Like, if you were Louisville for most of our existence in Conference USA, every week wasn't a playoff. We were trying to make the Liberty Bowl. Like, that was the best we could do. If we won every game we played, we were never going to have a chance to win until we lost, which is the format, the general layout in every other major American sport. And it's always kind of driven me crazy. I always think it's just, it's so such false marketing doing the whole, like, we have the most exciting regular season in college, in all of sports. Well, for, like, half the sport, yeah. And for, like, a very small like group twenty has a realistic shot. Yeah, I mean, and, and there are probably only 15, 20 teams in a given year that have the ability to lose once yeah. and still maintain their, their chance at that winning a national title. And now that's going to change. Yeah. Like, the same, like, the haves are still going to have advantages over the have-nots. But there's at least an avenue now for the have-nots to make. Like, like there, there should not be a, a scenario now where a team can win every game on its schedule and not at least have the chance to play for a national championship. I feel like and <laughs> sorry. that's an improvement to me. I was going to say the college football season's become like the, uh, the Price is Right hole-in-one. You got one loss, you're done. Nope, now or two. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you know there have been years where like it's like, hey, this LSU lost twice. We still got a shot. You just, well, that's because they're LSU. You, know, and it's yeah, city, you, just, you, you don't know. <laughs> Texas says week week zero is the definition of just the tip, <laughs> just to see how it feels. The UK game recently has been ouch, ouch, you're on my hair. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, the UK that. game has been it burns when it pees. Yeah, I mean, it's been, <laughs> yes, basically all those things. Anything you can imagine that falls under that umbrella, that's what that's been. Texas, how far can you remember each L coach's first game record? Like their very first game or their first games of the season? The well, majority of them were wins, I think, with the exception of Satterfield, right? Satterfield's first game was a loss to Notre Dame. Petrino 2.0's first game was the win over Miami. Yeah. Charlie's first game was a loss to Kentucky. It was the Randall Cobb game. Okay. Um, I would so before him was Cragthorpe. His first game was the win. Win over Murray State, seventy to seven. That was Middle Tennessee, but you might be. Yeah, you, it was Murray and then Middle Tennessee. Ah, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then Petrino's first game, the first round was the Storm game at UK in 2003 that we won. It was the let's punch it in on these bleeper bleepers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh, John L's first game. I can look it up. It, it wasn't the John L's first game. Wasn't the the couch game at Papa John's was it the, the first game at the stadium? Yes, it might have been. Yeah, ninety eight. So that would have been when the they hung a billion points. Yeah, on Yeah, that was the game. I was I was in, I was flying to San Francisco when that game was happening. And then I think Ron Cooper's first game was a win over Kentucky. Um, it would have been Kentucky. Cooper's first game was a win over Kentucky, thirteen to ten. Bam! Look at this. That's so only two losses for openers, and that was. I guess Satterfield. So we do say Satterfield and uh, and Strong. Satterfield and Strong, yeah. I don't know about. I'm assuming Snowberger probably was a loss. So I'd have to probably take a guess. 
Uh, we've got to give away tickets to, uh, to tomorrow's. And I'll say we, we've got to. We we get to give away tickets to tomorrow's Louisville City FC game. I'll tell you what. We'll cool. do that after the break. We'll think of a trivia question. Then you can text us at 502-414-1450 to get the answer. First person to answer trivia questions is going to win these tickets. We'll do that after the break. We're live at the Kentucky State Fair. Keep it locked right here. The Mike Rutherford Show rolls on after this on 1450 and Edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Our last segment here of the week, our last segment from the State Fair. Uh, we've had enjoyed ourselves the last couple of weeks being out here at the State Fair. I'm trying to get connected to the <laughs> back to the internet so we can do this uh, trivia question. We're about to give away. It's not just the studio here. Maybe you have a problem with your computer and, and internet. Well, no, there's no internet here. I've got to do the same thing I do at the studio, connect to the hotspot because we don't have internet here. So there's that. The we have the Comrex hotspot. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think we should be good to go here. We're giving away two tickets to tomorrow night's Loose City FC match against Oakland uh, Portland Roots. What was it? Oakland Roots? Something Roots? Uh, I'm sorry. That's that's on me. All I know is the energy is unmatched it is the at Oakland Lynn Roots. Family Stadium. Oakland Roots uh, at Lynn Family Stadium in the summer. So here's what we're going to do. The first person to correctly uh, text the answer to this trivia question at 502-414-1450 is going to win these two tickets. What were those sirens for? No, I'm, I mean, I'd like to know that myself. If you know that and you can tell me, then, then I'll give you two tickets. We'll give you two bonus tickets. But we were just talking, we were having a discussion about Louisville football head coaches and their first games at UofL. Uh, the only two to lose them, dating back to Howard Stellenberger, were Charlie Strong and Scott Satterfield. Here's a question. The most recent debut coaching performance by a UofL coach was Scott Satterfield against Notre Dame. Who scored the first Louisville touchdown of the Scott Satterfield era? First person to correctly text in the answer to that question at 502-414-1450 will win the tickets to tomorrow's Loose City FC game. Who scored the first touchdown of the Scott Satterfield era? I, I know that watching that game. We were about to uh, – was, we Barry was very pregnant at that point. I did the pregame show. I did not go to the game because we thought we were going to have to go to the hospital at any moment. Uh, thankfully, the, I guess I got to watch the game because the, the baby did not come. We did not go to the hospital. And Unthankfully. then uh, we brought Virginia home on the day of the, it was actually the Saturday of the next game, the next week's game. I think when we played EKU, it was the FCS game. That's all I remember. Uh, 502-414-1450 as I try to update to see if anybody's won here. And the internet there is have, giving they me have. spinning. Okay, they have? Okay, done. Somebody Boom. won. Yeah. Correct answer. I'm, ho I'm assuming that Trevor knows the correct answer. I do. Okay. Jawan Pass is the correct answer. He actually scored our first two touchdowns in that game. That was the... The, the, the bizarre, like, are we going to be a running quarterback team with Jawan Pass, even though Lamar Jackson's here, was not a, a, a foreshadowing of things to come. But 
Draw best winner. Oh, Plinko's gone. We got a winner. We got a Plinko. We have a Plinko winner, and we've got a, a tickets winner. And the, to the one you tomorrow just clicked on is the, was the first one too. That was the winner. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm letting them know. We'll get your email address here in a second. Actually, Trev, can you text them and say need your email address? Yeah, I got you. And then right we'll get now. that, and I'll send it to Susan. All right. Uh, we've got about eh, 20 minutes here. Thoughts to get in. That's <laughs> 20 minutes to get your thoughts in on the Thornton sex line at 502. 414 I'm just noting there's a Kwood Ledford bobblehead here next to me that's in front of the, oh, yeah. the camera. It's a it used to Ledford. be over in front of the computer, but somebody at some point somebody put it right in front of the camera on camera. a stack of books with a uh, WJIE uh, one of those wristbands wrist around his head like a headband. So It's up on one of the cameras. If you go look at the computer, it's just that face. So now we're getting bobbleheads, but they're, they're Kwood Ledford bobbleheads. Nothing against Kwood, just it's not really a... A U of L thing. All right, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. He's got a WKU uh, email. That's awesome. Boom, done. Mm-hmm. Don't give it away. Well, I'm just saying. Doxing the guy on the air. There's Come a on. lot of WKU email addresses. <laughs> Texture says this is kind of long, but bear with me. All right. That's. My wife and I are said. going. <laughs> stop. My wife and I are going that to Paris and Amsterdam it. for our 10-year anniversary in October. Someone recently suggested that I surprise her with renewing our vows in Paris, which I thought was a great idea. I've done some research, and it's obviously pretty expensive, especially on top of the trip itself. So my question is, how much would Trevor charge to do a cameo for vow renewals? It could be a great memory, or it could go really wrong. Uh, I would charge just the fee it would cost to make me allowed to give the, to, to consummate the marriage. Is that the right word? I don't think I'm supposed to do that that way. I don't think that you even need to do that. Like this is, I don't. The if marriage I, is already consummated. They just want to renew vows. Okay, so do I have to assume. like? Do I have to be like like ordained or anything for that? I don't think so. Oh, then I'm also, gonna try, I mean, I'll do it for free. But does your wife know? Like, does your wife listen to the show? Does she know who Trevor is? If not, that's going to be kind of. I'm just tell her Mauricio. Hilarious. Here's a here's here's a strange guy on camera. Look, I got I got, you, to I got you the vows. dad from uh, uh, from the Goldbergs or whatever his name. <laughs> Jeff Garland. Look, Johnny, Jeff Garland's going to marry us. I'm like, hi. <laughs> There's a really good, I think you've watched this one, the Nate Bargatze bit, where they talk about, like, his, you know, they, they, his, um, they, they surprise this company at this work retreat with Nate, like, popping out of a, ma- like, his dad's a magician, his dad makes him appear, and then he comes out and does comedy, and it's supposed to be, like, this big surprise, and he's like, they do this big reveal, and I realize none of these people know who I am. And so I just look like this weird guy who's just who's like who's like just talking to them and telling stories, and they've got no idea what's going on. I feel like this would be Trevor for the woman, if Trevor just popped up on a phone and was like, <laughs> "We're gathered here today to celebrate." Today. It's like, why is this guy in an eagle shirt and Wagner sweatpants talking about our ten years of marriage? I mean, I'll probably just do. Uh, we're gathered here today, and I'll just start going into "Let's Go Crazy" by Prince. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of reminds me of. In Flashdance, when... <laughs> <laughs> I never understood in Flashdance how they weren't allowed to dance, but when they got their dance, everyone looked like just, like, backup dancers professionally. Are you like thinking of Footloose? Oh, that was Footloose, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Wrong, wrong <laughs> dancer movie. Flashdance was, yeah, with the, with the woman with the, 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 the sweatshirt that hung off her shoulder. Sexy look. The same, the same texture does say, oh, she's aware of Trevor. She loves his music and movie taste. Oh, wow. She's shocked by most everything else that he says that I tell her. <laughs> well, she's a big Suicide Kings fan. I like fan. shock and <laughs> She loves Suicide Kings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, so she loves got, all the American Pie movies. 
I mean, Mary Who and I, we've it? got our 10 years next summer. Our 10 years will be is less than a year away. Maybe you could, you know, you just double dip if you I, do the vows there. I'm in the same video. I don't know if I have to do, do I have to do some video. I will, I'll, I'll take this as serious, too. I mean, if you're doing it in Paris, that's awesome. By the way, props to the idea there, uh, Texer. Yeah, I will I will write a, you give me some, uh, like some bullet points. I'll do something serious. Or if you don't want serious, you want real Trevor, I'll do real Trevor. Can you put on a suit? I will put on a suit. Or at least I'll put on an upper half of the suit because you'll probably won't see me below the waist. So, I'm trying to. I mean, Webster's defines love as I'm trying. Like, like how would Trevor start a serious wedding vows for two people that he doesn't even really know? Like, I'm very curious to see how you would attack this thing. Let's just say if you're a fan of something like a movie like Love Actually, you probably already heard it. I'll probably go find like some of my like most bring up the Twin Towers chick flicks and like. <laughs> Take take sound bites from all my favorite chick flick movies, and then he and then he goes into the uh, old school version of Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just imagine you doing like the straight end of Love Actually spiel. Was like when the planes crashed into the twin towers. I don't think anybody was caught. The, 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 the couple's like, what? Please stop. I know you weren't looking for this type of true love, but Columbus wasn't looking for America. And that worked out great for all of us, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Little history lesson for you. Texas says so much has happened on this show through the years. The alarms aren't even top five. Oh no, that, that was that was nothing. We've we've had alarms before. We had. I mean, <laughs> one of my favorite memories of the last year was when the, that terrible storm was happening. Just as and I was we kept, saying, <laughs> we, we were like, like, if this is the last thing I say on air, like it just like, cuts off because <laughs> we got knocked off the air twice. Right when we just got I could, you couldn't plan that timing any better. <laughs> it sounded like we literally like were like you know it was like the last words like we were done. Like, Lightning struck us both, and that was how we were going out. It was great. Great's one word for it. Texas says TK was definitely popping his polo collars back in the day. Oh, no, I, I promise you, I did not pop. I, I, I fell victim to many a trends in my teenage days, but popping the collar was not one of them. The only time I've ever popped collars is, like, on the golf course when I'm worried about my neck getting really burnt. I've, I've done that <laughs> a few times where I'm like, I've got to pop the collar up. So it doesn't. And I never fried. wore multiple collared shirts too. That that one was that that probably no. You brought that up a few times. I don't think people really did that. I it, think there were that pictures something of it. you saw on Facebook and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't. I, I, I hung out with a decent amount of, of very fratty people. Yeah. And I don't. I don't think any of my friends ever got to a stage where they were wearing multiple collared shirts. All right. That's that's good. Yeah. Because I, I I never saw it either. I just always saw it online. Maybe okay. Maybe it's just a a fake trend. Like what colors this dress? Texture says, and I feel is that very, a fake trend? It's a fake trend. Facebook was just tricking us back in the day. It's a psyop. Um, and I feel awkward reading this over the, the loudspeakers, but here we go. Wow, it's our last 15 minutes of the fair. I texted yesterday about not going to a topless pool without my wife. It's not because I wouldn't be allowed or a trust issue. It's to not look like a weirdo going to ogle some people. My wife actually is pretty good about pointing out ones I need to see. Wow. <laughs> Now life. I see you want why you want to take her. I mean, <laughs> get another set of eyes. I mean, does that make does it? Do, do, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't feel creepy if I'm by myself. I mean, hundreds of people go to the pool or the beach by themselves. But it's a topless pool, so I mean, I'd feel a little bit weird by myself. It wouldn't. I'm with the texture. Like it wouldn't be like a trust issue thing. I would just kind of feel like I don't know. I'd, I'd want to have at least one friend with me. I mean, I'd feel I, weird. I if can I, see Trevor at a topless beach alone. I, I mean, can I, too. I would feel. Of course, I would go. Yeah. I mean, now, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'd feel weird if I like I pulled out like a camcorder or something, or like if, <laughs> if I'm walking around like full mass. I mean, then then I'm feeling weird. But I mean, other than that, no. I mean, it's 
I'm good. I, I don't think it's weird. Texas, based on the other technical issues the show has always had, even if you all do get cameras, we'd still never get to see anything. Oh, the cameras you are probably would. Yeah, you get. You get I, I feel like the, if the volume wouldn't sync up. We'd be like some like eight bad seventies Japanese movie. <laughs> Texas, I got my blackout T-shirt today, and it is fire. Oh, they do they send? I, so I've been saying this for years. It, nice. So it looks like they sent blackout shirts to the season ticket holders, and I've always said. Because invariably, when we have these blackout, whiteout, redout games, outside of the, the first one, which was such a big deal against West Virginia. Only one worth mattering. There are always people that are going to, to screw up or not be aware of this, and it's going to look. You know, we've had some good whiteouts. It, 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 Freedom Hall and the Yum Center back Woo! in the day. Plinko winner again. But happy to especially show in recent years, like you've had a lot of blackouts, redouts, whiteouts, whatever outs, where it's been, it hasn't looked great. I think the only way to make sure that it's going to look good on TV is to just give everyone the shirts. And if you want it, because people, every now and then the fan base will try to organize one of those where it's like, this section's wearing red and this section's wearing white, like they do at Tennessee games. And like, it's never going to work nope. unless you just have the shirts there for people to wear. And so it sounds like they're doing that to make sure that this Thursday night game against Murray State is going to look as cool as it should for Jeff Brom's debut game. Once again, right when, right when we stop getting season tickets, they just start giving away stuff to all the season ticket holders. The Purdue opener last year, the Penn State game on Thursday night. That's not a coincidence, was, by the way. Was a, was a blackout, and the uh, I was wearing my black Purdue shirt, but I guess I never relayed the message to my dad. And he was wearing this like bright yellow Purdue polo, oh, and no. he might have been the only person there not in black. Should have gotten fork stabbed. If you don't, if you don't wear the, the out shirt, you deserve to get fork stabbed. That's what's gonna happen. Um, That'd be hurt. <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> Texas says, did Trevor give an update on the fantasy football league and the guy who disappeared in the middle of the draft? Did they ever find him? Uh, he was found, but he. <laughs> This is gonna, it wasn't okay. The same. This is not going to make. I'm not trying to make my commissioner, the unnamed commissioner, look bad, but he was very peeved about this, and rightfully so, as was I. And as a result, that that uh, he was, we kicked him out of the league and replaced him with a, a buddy of mine. Ooh, we just were like, I, honestly, I didn't, we weren't even sure if he was even going to like have his feet turning his fees on time, because uh, so we were like, you know, this the way the draft went down. He's not even going to probably change his lineup. He's probably just going to let it flow. We, we hate that. It's, we try to take this league seriously. So we, I, I talked to the commissioner. I talked to my friend who's been trying to get in the league for a couple of years. I was like, let's do this. He's like, yeah, it's done. And we, we need, he's like, you care if I, not, I don't take a vote? I said, nope. I don't think it's going to matter. Everybody's going to vote for us anyway. And yeah, he's, we had to boot him. I don't know if anybody's told him yet. I, t- I, told, I said no one should tell him and see what he go, when he finds to go actually do his lineup at some point. Realize he's not in the league anymore. That's that's not the mature way to handle that. But okay. you got relegated. What if he's listening? I, I found out it. on the way in that so we were texting with a, with a group of friends and there's a so we are in our fantasy football group that we doing we've been doing since high school. We are a the bulk of us are from Trinity. We added a couple of kids from Saint X as time went on that were friends. And there's another league that is like the reverse where it's it's a Saint X formed league with a couple of guys from Trinity. And we found mm. out on the way in that this league. They split their title last year because of the DeMar Hamlin Bengals uh, Bills game. The two two kids playing were twins, and they're like, well, we'll just split the title. Which, look, I was the victim of this last year. We were in the title game. I had one guy left. I was probably at a shot to win. And I still, I took it like a man and said, you know what? Whatever. We're we're not going to have co champions. We're not going to do some weird thing. 
I'm going to, you know, we, we need a champion. I'll be the runner-up for the sake of the league. And it's the difference between a Trinity League and a Stanex League. Like, just, they're soft. This is why Trinity has so many more football state titles. It's just right there. We don't split titles. That's ridiculous. No one splits. splits that's like Absurd. sociopaths do that. That's, no, don't. That's like people who eat salads all day. No, no one eats. No, that's, no. Get out of me. Now, I Sean wanna, Moth, t- I Sean Moth has texted in. Sean Moth, we love him. We haven't heard from him in a while. He, hasn't he says, bit. two polos was definitely a thing in my era. Only idiots that popped collars did it. I never did it either. And then says, you need to please document the inaugural drone flight on camera. <laughs> oh, I will. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm you curious. See the crash footage. The black box from that one's going to be terrible. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to do it here, though. I, I think I should do it at my, at my own neighborhood, right? The, the right you probably get some scenic shots of Jeffersonville, Indiana. Yeah, I don't think those two words go together. <laughs> That's more than two words. <laughs> Texas, based on young Patrick's male response when he read the text about 680, I can only assume that along with rushing a frat, He'd also be joining the Young Republicans. <laughs> I don't know why I just pictured him looking like that. <laughs> what do you, what do you I, say I, about I, that? I know <laughs> Patrick doesn't get this reference probably, but I picture him looking like Alex B. Keaton for some reason right now. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Texas says, next year will be the summer of TK officiating weddings. Well, this the, the one that you just got asked to do is in October. And then ours will be next August, August, oh, I'm, uh, I'm August 16th. Yeah, let's do that. I think this could be a nice little side gig for me. Even though, you know what? I'm not even going to charge for it. That's how much I, I love. I love. I, I appreciate true love. If you're doing no, your review, re, 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 I'm not even going to charge. Just send me some bullet points. Your revows. <laughs> Is that isn't that right? Isn't that what you're doing? Revowing. Val, Val renewal. In the same thing, Renewing right? Vows. I don't. So, well, I, just sure. Why not? Yeah. In, in your language. That's fine. Now, they said Cameo. We'd have to get you on Cameo. But I think we can just, like, we just no. pay money for a yeah, video. We, we can just get their number we'll and then just, like, video. send them a video. Yeah, it's I'll on the text that. line. We have their number. No, let's yeah, skip the middleman. Right. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Who does Cameo? Texas, I have uh, four season tickets for U of football, and I only got one shirt. Well, that's, well, that's kind of cheap. That kind of defeats what I was just <laughs> <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> that defeats the purpose of the every shirt, one shirt for every season ticket holder to make sure that it looks good. That's um, weak, though. Little, well, you got to step up on that one, Cards. That you need, if he's got four season tickets, send him four shirts. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if the whole point is to make sure that everyone has, like, knows that this is a blackout, wearing black for the Murray State game, making sure the Jeff Brom era looks good to start, you need to make sure everyone's got a shirt. Step it up, Josh. I mean, seriously, yeah. It's like how much will shirts Josh run? Like ten bucks. Josh. Marty Polio. What's he doing? Lottie. Get, get everyone a shirt. We're, we blame Marty now for everything uh, on the show. We're blaming Lottie. Lottie, come on. Marty has a personal relationship with Lottie, so we can blame him too. Bublé. So we'll Somehow, Bublé is behind this. Bublé. Bublé. Whatever. Yeah. Bublé. It's a combination of Polio, Bublé, Stockwell, and Josh Hurd. And Patrick. And Kenny Klein. And Patrick. <laughs> Kenny Klein. Can we get Kenny Klein in here? Yeah, it's Kenny's fault too. Insane. Fix the damn shirts, Kenny. Texas TK mentioned Spaceballs the other day and made me wonder what do you guys think is Mel Brooks's funniest movie? Ooh, that's, that's like that's a tough one, man. That's there's so many good ones. Uh, Young Frankenstein's actually the only one I never got into. Ironically, uh, I don't know how it's ironic, but it is to me. And um, I, Spaceballs is right there. I'm, I, Blazing Saddles has got to be number one, though. I mean, that, that might be my top ten all-time comedies in general. I don't like Mel Brooks as much as you do. I love, but I love Robin Hood Men Inside. That's a good. I saw it theaters. Um, that's a good. I mean, that one. Uh, I mean, 
Obviously, uh, Spaceballs, you mentioned, uh, History of the World Part 1. I never saw the, the, the one he redid recently, the History of the World Part 2. I haven't actually seen that, but, um, I mean, there's so many good ones. I guess the only one I really never got into was Young Frankenstein. Texas says, Love Trevor, who should I draft in fantasy football? Well, what pick do you have? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it depends where you pick. I would, I mean, if you're number one, then I would go Justin Jefferson. I mean, I don't know if that's really a hot take, but... I mean, Jefferson and Chase should probably go one and two in every draft, I would assume. I'm with you. I had the first pick in my league and got Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I got locked up by Keechel Clark the other day, though. It was a uh, a 10-man league, and at the second round turn, I got uh, Patrick Mahomes and Nick Chubb. Texas, not even a league vote. TK, definitely the communist. (laughs) Damn right. Right as soon as... He gets mad about this commissioner taking votes and not taking votes, and then right as soon as he's making the decision with the commissioner, well, we didn't make there's a, no vote. We didn't make actually a public vote, but he did reach out to the other owners, and they all agreed that, it's, that it, was a, it was the right move. It's the most passive-aggressive fantasy football league of all time. I mean, the, the dude just didn't even – he didn't even barely try last year. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not finding logic uh, flaw with your logic. I'm just saying you need to talk to him about it. I mean, like what, like a – like a, uh, a formal sit down and exclusion from the league, like, like you need intervention, to, like you know, t- take his torch and put it out, like Survivor. What's what we did, and we, and, we, and we gave it to Paco. <laughs> Texas says I can confirm, one black shirt per account, not ticket, not gonna get it done. Come on, Polio. Yeah, that's weak. Come on, <laughs> come on, Marty. Oh, polio is a season ticket. Marty, why are you doing that, dude? <laughs> why? What's, what's he do? What's wrong with Marty? Yeah. He's only sending one T-shirt to himself. Get, he's taking all the T-shirts for himself. No, uh, oh yeah. How yeah, many shirts do you got, Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> Texas says the only trends Trev has fallen victim to are the Kraken T-shirts. Honey, you know what big Game of Thrones fans we are, so I could think of no better way to renew our vows in Paris than to have Hodor Trevor <laughs> wearing a monocle <laughs> and a top hat to conduct the renewal of our vows. Okay, you'll have to you'll have to throw me some cash for the top hat and the monocle. But <laughs> what, uh, if they, what if she is like, oh my god, you got a Hodor cameo? Then <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy that plays Hodor. Texas says, just general fantasy strategy. I'm depending on you alone. Justin Jefferson, that's the answer. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I, I, Patrick Mahomes. You want me to give you, I, I do have a few drafts left, but I don't care. You want me to give you my, one of my favorite sleepers of this year's draft? Yes. You can get him probably in the third or fourth round, but he will be a wide receiver one. By, he, he is my digs from a few years ago, Calvin Ridley. I love okay. him to blow out this year. All right. Texas, I met Marty Polio at Kroger. Nice guy. Did he, he give the you a shirt? Done, though. You can't get the shirts done. <laughs> you can't get the shirts done. Texas, I have 12 tickets. Any of the promos only count as one, even if I argue next season getting seats in the wife and the kids' names. That, yeah, that's Well, why don't that's cool if you're going to order multiple seats, just order them like individually one at a time. That way you can go get all your shirts. Texas, don't worry, guys, about the alarms. That's just the methane detectors going off. The limit of fried elephant ears and corn dogs <laughs> has been reached. <laughs> They have, to, they have to slow down for a few minutes. Did either of you guys Patrick get to swing by the pineapple whip stand for me? I've no. not seen the pineapple whip stand, to be honest uh, with you. I wonder if it's – I don't even – mine might be there anymore. It's been as long as I've been I swung there. by the outside hallway, outside the south wing, where the ugly lamps used to be, and there's no more ugly lamps. Yeah, I feel like everything that was here when I was a kid, when I would come, is not – The big inflatable, like, intestine was still over there, though. You still the ducks. They've got some. There are some enticing See, food options out here, but I've not gotten it, in my in my fair prime days. I never walked in the inside. I always stayed on the outside. I never went to the, all the 
the indoor stuff. I was always just staying in the, uh, I guess, on the midway of the of the fair itself and, and in Kentucky Kingdom. I never went inside any you've of the, the done the a total office. 180 as an adult. Like you've become the exact opposite person as an adult. You don't want to go outside ever. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, you're like yeah. the dude in bench warmers. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> the, you ever watch bench warmers? No. You've never seen bench warmers. I've never seen. I don't even know what bench warmers is. It's a. Uh, it's actually uh, you, you it's are, Rob Schneider and there's there's I'm actually blanking on Napoleon Di- Napoleon Dynamite's name, but it's him. Yeah, and David Josh Spade. It's and uh, his name's Josh Hader. I like believe it's Josh. Yeah, well, I think it's spelled like H E A D E R or something like that. Yeah, Bill Hader. Something, oh. something like that. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. Whatever that guy's name is. There's actually hey. a soundbite from that show in our open. Yeah. When he says you're a modern day Yoda, that's from yeah. Benchwarmers. Not really a very good movie, I'll be honest with you. But that uh, that's. But there's just one guy. There's that a few sound bites. Are you talking about John Hader from Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, John, John Hader. Hader. Yeah, when I say Josh, yeah. I'm sorry, I was close. Yeah. Not really. I was blanking on his name. Oh, did you see the last text we just got? What is that? It's from Marty. What do you say? Currently Kurt- dry- <laughs> yeah, driving around it? to bus depots, <laughs> listening to the show. There's no way I could be playing for the T-shirt. I have enough. Enu- I have enough other stuff on me. Thanks, Marty. It's uh, I, I, hey, it, Marty. I'm not going to get out of Marty. You're going to give me a tour of Wagner after I, after that. I, I, yeah. I, I breached breach the ACT. So we got Wagner Iroquois yeah. tomorrow. We will pick a game of the night tonight locally here. Ballard Mail. Ballard. Kind of a rematch last year. Ballard pulled the upset of Mail for the first time in a long time. Then should have beaten them in the state semifinals. Had a awful fumble in the closing seconds. Who gets it done tonight, Patrick? You get to pick first. Ballard or Mail? I know Trevor's going to pick Mail, so I'm picking Ballard. Ooh. Well, you're, you're also you're you're a manual guy, so you're not you can't pick Mail. TK, who you got? I think they'll win, but I just don't want to pick Trevor's pick. Woo 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 woo. <laughs> gonna be a dog pound tonight. Wait, where is it? It's at Mail. It's Trust me, I know, because my mom's already complaining about having to work the yeah. gate. Nancy will get right. me in for free if oh, I want to no, go. Do not. Be, be, be careful if you see my mom there, because she is going to be in a mood. I can promise you that. She's Steer not going to be happy Nancy about tonight. being there. Go mail. I, I got the Bulldogs as well. Be nice Taking care of business tonight. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy week zero. The pineapple whip stand is still here, according to the text line. That's good news for the Kelsey family. It's just in front of the Everyone, east wing. That's by the butt tent, though, right? It is. Okay. Everyone stay cool this weekend. We'll, we'll see you guys back here Monday. At 3 o'clock, enjoy the football.